The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Thanks for tuning in to Brothers on Law on Go Country 105. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. And we've been trial attorneys here in Los Angeles for over 40 years. On our show, we will discuss current events, talk about legal issues, and have some very entertaining guests stop by. So stay tuned every week for Brothers on Law right here on Go Country 105. Hey, Go Country listeners, welcome back to another episode of Brothers on Law on Zoom edition. I'm Larry Mandel. And I'm Rob Mandel. That's my brother, Rob Mandel. And, you know, Rob, we want to give another big thank you to the mortgage mom, Debbie. You know, she's okay. really on target with the mortgages and information. She makes mortgages exciting. Yeah, and that's tough to do. It you. can be. <laughs> They should get a new low rate. I'm trying to refi right now. Get that low rate, man. Uh, you have to call the mortgage mom. I'm going to call her. There you go. Yeah. So, Rob, you know, the holidays are coming up, 2021. Yeah. Trying to get rid of this mess with the pandemic. It's tough. Yeah. It's hanging in there like a, I don't know, like a pandemic, I guess. Yeah. It's just just when you think the numbers are down and then there's a spike, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I have this terrible feeling we're going to have to shut it down real good. For just a couple of weeks, you know, and just let everyone get through it, get rid of it, get it out of their systems and then start her all up again, you know, yep. and do it right, though. Nobody cheating, nobody, you know, uh, uh, taking the shortcuts, everybody just hanging in there and we shut it down for two weeks. See what happens. What do you think yeah. of that idea? Oh, I'm, I'm with you, you know, but Thanksgiving and Christmas are going to be quite a challenge, right? People coming over or not coming over and interacting, yeah, but, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But why can't you say to a guest, look, you're welcome to come over, get that quickie test before you come. Get one of those tests that tells you in 15 minutes flat that uh, you're uh, COVID free, you're coronavirus free before you come over. Isn't that doable? Yeah, well, why not? You know, and the, the test is more readily available than ever. You know, not the long lines, at least hopefully not as much. You know, I've had the rapid test and it was done in 15 minutes. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. We just got to all be better about that. So, Rob, we're, we're going to focus on what we call premises liability, which is also called slip and fall cases today. Yeah, we are. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll talk about that. And um, we do have a caller. Are we going to listen to the caller right now? Producer Cam? Hey, guys. I'm here. And I have Rose from Corona on the line. Rose from Corona. Hello, Rose. Rose, the queen of Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Rosie. Queen of Corona. You know that song. Oh, yeah. All right. Rose, you're with the Brothers on Law. How are you? Talk to us. Good. How are you? We're real hanging. good, real good. Hey, so what's going on? You have you have a, a slip and fall or trip and fall situation you want to talk to us about? So I I own a small retail store and uh, it just reopened in Corona and I had a customer fall in my store. Okay. Um, so she's suing my insurance company now and she thinks she had a witness, but I have cameras in the store and there was nobody else in there but her. 
and the the floor wasn't wet or anything like that. I'm pretty sure she just tripped over herself. Mm. So she's just trying to make some extra money. Um, okay. I just wanted to know if I stand a chance proving her wrong or what do I do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the process is going to go forward. And, you know, since she's suing you and your insurance company, thankfully you have insurance is um, helping you on this and they've assigned an attorney, you know, there's, there's going to be things that are going to develop during the process and depositions and questions that are sent out. And I think it's all going to be sorted out at that time. What do you think, Rob? Well, I, I think Rose, what you want to know is, you know, do, can I defend what I perceive as a fraudulent claim? It seems to me you're saying, hey, this, you know, it's not an argument of how wet the floor was or whether you knew it was wet, uh, but whether or not it actually is a real claim. Is that, am I getting that correct? Well, yeah, because when she, she tripped, I like, you know, made sure she was okay and she was fine and she left and then she called me later asking for my insurance information. So to me, it's like she, she probably talked to someone and they were like, oh, you could get some money out of, out of her. You know what I mean? Right. Now, Rose, the, the, there is a video, right? Right. And yeah. the video shows nothing on the floor, no obstructions, anything of that nature? Yeah, nothing. It, it literally just looks like she tripped over, like, nothing, over herself. Hmm. Well, you know, Larry and I don't want to hear, we don't want to see people make fraudulent claims or fake claims by any stretch. And that is always disheartening to us to hear that that might be the case someplace. And certainly people do that, but it could be just that your cameras are not picking up exactly what she tripped or slipped over. And, and we're going to talk about the law on this a little bit. But Larry brought up a good point before in that you have insurance. And in that setting, pretty much it's their ball game and it's their problem too. It's really no longer your problem. They have to cover the whole situation. They have to defend the lawsuit. They have to hire the lawyers and they have to get to the bottom of exactly what happened. So I, I can see how you might think this could be a fraudulent claim and that's very unsettling it would be unsettling to me um but it may be that there's you know she really did trip but that doesn't mean you're liable either and we're going to talk about that in a little bit right larry that's right we're going to dispel some of the myths but you know what rose um you really got nothing to worry about because you got that insurance and and these are tough cases you know and her burden of proof is is a little more uh, daunting than uh, you might think. So um, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it if I were you. Yeah, you're covered on this one. You know, right. And um, I just wanted to ask, like, if I'm, I know I'm covered, but let's say it ends up going through my insurance has to pay her out. Does my insurance rate then go up because of that? Do you know what I'm saying? Or well, that's a, that's a good question. And I, you know, it's hard to say. It depends on the insurance company. Um, and if they paid it out as a nuisance value as opposed to something that you had, there's liability assessed against you. You follow what I'm saying? So it's, I don't know the exact answer because I think it's more of an internal decision by the insurance company. 
whether or not they're going to raise your rates. Well, they are always looking for reasons to raise rates. Let's face it. Absolutely. So if you have a bunch of claims, they're probably going to raise your rates. One claim, I, I don't, unless they found out that you did something really wrong, really bad and mm-hmm. negligent, or, you know, you weren't keeping your store in proper condition, you know, to be a good risk for them. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know that they would necessarily just ra- uh, try to raise rates over a single claim. I mean, you could even ask your agent about it, make an inquiry. Yeah, I'll talk to them about it. That's a good idea. Yeah, sure. talk to them about it. All right, Rose. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening, too. We appreciate yeah. it. Of course. I love your guys' show. Thank you. Wonderful. You're thanks, welcome. Rose. Hey, have a great day. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers-in-law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. From all of us on the Brothers on Law Show, we want to give a big thank you to these sponsors who we've partnered with to help honor our local heroes and groups for going above and beyond for their community. We'd like to thank Ralph's, Whole Foods, Target, and Chipotle. Thank you for all you do in our community. All right. That was great to hear from Rose. I'm sorry she's having those troubles. But, yeah. you know, she does bring up a valid point or, you know, kind of a point. This idea that if you trip or slip on someone's premises, on someone else's property, that that the owner or the manager of that property is automatically liable. What do you say about that, Larry? I think that's a myth that people think that if they're uh, to fall, that it's an automatic like strict liability or something like that, which it isn't. No, it's not. And there's a, a whole host of rules and laws that, you know, apply in this situation of whether yeah. or not the owner of the property is responsible. But the cardinal rule is this, and and for any of you out there who have had the misfortune of getting hurt on someone else's property, either by slipping on something or tripping over something, you know, the, the general rule is this, that in order to hold the property owner responsible, they either had to know of the situation beforehand or through some kind of diligent inspection should have known about it. So it's a no or should have known standard before you can hook them on liability, before they're at fault. Am I outlining that correctly, Larry? You're right on the money. And, you know, it's kind of depends on the type of uh, establishment too. Now, a, a supermarket may have different standards than a little mom and pop store. Okay, and how to keep the the uh, store safe? And you know, I um, when I was why a kid, do you mean they would have different standards? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I agree with that. That statement. I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm talking about. Well, I was a, a box boy. I worked for a supermarket when I was a teenager. I remember. We, yeah, and I actually my my brother was a hardworking man since he was 14 years old, and he had a little Yamaha 90. That he would hop on motorcycle, a little motorcycle yeah. that he would take. And back then, a fourteen-year-old kid could ride ride a motorcycle, I guess, <laughs> with no helmet. Oh, and boy. he would, and you would hop on that thing, and you'd ride down to Dale's Market, and um, and work, at, do your work as a box boy. But I digress. Yeah. Okay. I digress. Go That's ahead. cool. But you know, uh, and also, my job was 
was uh, box boy and porter or the guy that swept the floors. And we'd have this uh, big desk mop is what they called it. Sure. And you'd go up and down every aisle and you'd have to make a a record of when you went there and how often you did it. And back then, I think it was every half an hour or so. And so the different standards is what I'm getting at is, is on a big supermarket like that, there's a lot of high, um, high volume of customers. You have to take steps to make sure that the store doesn't have spills and things like that. I know you can't catch every spill, but if you have a system where you're having a sweep every half an hour, an inspection maybe every hour, and maybe in the produce department where there's uh, items that are more slippery that fall, you might have to uh, sweep and inspect that on a more um, periodic more basis. Yeah, more frequently. Okay, so what, I, I, I get what you're talking about, but it's not a different standard. It's a different methodology of meeting the standard, it sounds like. Right, right? well stated, yeah. Okay, because because the standard is you have to have a reasonable inspection of your premises. Now now we're talking about where people are known to walk or or travel people. It's it's reasonably foreseeable that someone could be walking there and you as a a owner or a manager of the property, you have some uh, duty to make sure it's safe on on some kind of periodic basis by reasonable inspection now that varies from business to business property to property all over the place right because what you're talking about is if you got a high traffic business like a supermarket where stuff is flying on the floor all the time you got to be out there maybe every hour or even every half hour sweeping looking around you know that sort of thing and so, therefore, if the store, like a supermarket, didn't have some kind of built-in system where they make a, a record of how often it's the floor is swept and inspected, right? That might be that they knew or should have known of the of the condition, uh, or you know, should have known, but they didn't because they didn't take proper methodology in cleaning it up. They weren't out there looking enough, right? Right. Okay, now how about this situation? Now this is a real case that I had, and uh, actually I did this with uh, our, our partner Aslan, and um, it's a uh, condo complex, and the common area is a, a grass frontage with a little walkway going through it, and the uh, home association or the landlord of, of the common area would frequently water the grass with over spillage water just flowing onto this walkway all the time and now it's uh, january and this water that's flowing onto the walkway all the time turns to ice the gal comes out of her apartment or her condo starts walking toward her car on the street and slips on the ice and gets really badly hurt now what do you think about that well, one inquiry we would make as representing somebody like that would be whether or not there had been previous falls, because then obviously the owner... Okay, no previous falls. No, no previous, previous falls. falls. Not that I'm aware of. Not that I remember anyway. Well, I think, you know, it's part of it would be, is it foreseeable that you're going if you're going to have overspray, that it can, you know, cause a danger or pose a danger to people that are, you know, coming, you know, that live there or their guests. And yeah, to me, people it's walking, 
people walking on the walkway. Yeah. Uh, to me, it seems like, why are you watering an area that somebody can slip? It's the water's not supposed to be directed to that area. It's supposed to be directed to the, you know, the plants, et cetera. And so really, and that, that was, that was really the whole case is that they just, they were making the thing wet all the time. And the argument that we had for this woman that we represented who got hurt was that the landlord had enough notice that this was wet all the time just by it being there almost every day. And then he had noticed that it could turn very slippery into ice because the weather was getting colder and colder and colder at night. So, you know, it's a legitimate argument, though. You know, you can see how reasonable people would disagree as to whether or not the landlord was aware of a dangerous condition developing on their property. Have you suffered or been injured by someone else's negligence? When you need a legal team that will stand up for what is right, won't give up the fight and obtain justice, call 818-886-6600. Mandel Trial Lawyers specializes in personal injury cases of all types. Whether it's a car accident, product or premises liability, dog bite, or a catastrophic injury, Mandel Trial Lawyers are there for you when the fight is worth it. Call now for your free consultation, 818-886-6600. Let the scales of justice tip in your favor. Do you need help feeding your family right now? We all know that schools are closed, and some kids rely on free or reduced price meals at school. Visit fns.usda.gov slash meals for kids to find a grab-and-go meal center near you. They are offering two grab-and-go meals for kids. Again, please visit www.fns.gov dot usda dot gov slash meals for kids four is the number four and let's make sure all the kids are fed i have some questions as sure, a reasonable yeah. as yeah, a reasonable yeah, person are, <laughs> but we won that case by the thank way thank you we won that case well, I, that yeah. was one of my questions. I assume that you would. I sitting here going, throw yeah. the book at them, yeah. <laughs> throw the book at them. But um, is the manager the same as the landlord? Sometimes a manager is not the person that right. owns the building. They're just taking care of the grounds. So also was the landlord or manager emailed that, or notified that, hey, there's water on here all the time. Was there a sign out? Like, you know, when you have to put out caution it's wet these are my questions but it sounds like you know hey there's no need for all that water it's january why are you watering so much i mean come on aren't california we're in a drought their their argument though was that hey it could have been rain what and we have no control over rain Rain. and rain can turn into ice true and the rain would hit that area yeah you know so what in that case, but that wasn't the case, but in that case, what is that act of God for unforeseeable measure? I mean, that's just right. nature, but this wasn't that this was the guy right. overwatering. Well, and I guess you, you know, if it's raining, you're going to be put on notice that it's going to be wet. You wouldn't necessarily know right. that a sprinkler is going to go on at a random time. You know, that that's the distinction too. Was it sprinklers or was he watering? It was with sprinklers, the hose? and they were going on at like four in the morning oh. or five in the morning, and mm. and this woman came out of the apartment and she had no idea. Uh, I think it was like by the time she got out there it was st- it was like seven in the morning, and she had no idea it was right. it was even wet. Um, 
you know. Oh, so I can only imagine that fall because uh, just fall on a concrete yeah, ooh, on ice. I mean, you can really yeah. hurt yourself. I can't imagine. I mean, it would be you could break a hip. You can. It, I oh mean, yeah, bones? Well, she broke. She broke bones. Broken bones. It was a bad one. Yeah, um, and a lot of our know. cases when the person does fall, they're they're very serious injuries, breaks. You know, mm. but you can see how that in that instance, you know, people could argue. Well, you know, I mean. You got to water your lawn, and sometimes it goes out, out onto the pavement. You know, you can't just you know focus a sprinkler solely on the grass. I mean, it's yeah. very hard to do. And you know, back and forth that argument goes. Well, I think you can argue anything, and your job as attorneys is to find the truth and argue that as to the right. best of your ability and have justice prevail. I mean, that's what right, we're going right. for here, right? And sometimes it so, is like that that uh, battle between the inch the, the varying interests you know is it in the better interest of society for instance to let landlords water the sidewalk you know at four in the morning when it's icy or is it in the better of interest of, of us to allow recovery compensation to someone who gets hurt by virtue of that and that these are opposing interests you know and it goes back to the point that if you fall that's doesn't mean the owner of the property is automatically responsible. Exactly. Every case varies, you know, and there's so many different facts and twists and turns as, as we go through the case too. And we're, if we're litigating it, you'll find out things like there's a video available here. I have a case though, Rob, we Tell had me. some time ago yeah. and I want to get your thoughts on this. It's a uh, high end supermarket. I'm not going to name the name. Okay. And I love the, those. <laughs> And the, I love high-end supermarkets. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I like going in them and buying that high-end stuff. There yes. you go. Go ahead. Spending the floor is completely money. concrete. Okay. Okay. That's the floor. Concrete. Okay. And in the store on the concrete floor uh, above it is one of those food areas where you can you know put your food, hot food, into and salads, and you can put it into a container and then go to the front and pay for it. I think I okay. know what you're talking about. All right. Anyway, so somebody and some of the food is, you know, oil based, you know, with gravy and things like that. Oh, okay. And somebody had taken the, I think it was maybe some turkey and gravy and, and the gravy just fell on the concrete floor. And wow. up comes our client. You, you were getting me hungry until you mentioned it falling <laughs> on the concrete floor. <laughs> and it's like a turkey kind of, and gravy sounds good right yeah, now. Yeah, and it's kind of in tune with uh, Thanksgiving, yeah. too. Yeah. But, um, All right. And so our it falls client, on the floor. Yeah. And so our someone client, slipped on gravy. Someone slipped on and it And our client was, a, was an attorney. So <gasps> the attorney hired That's us. That's the wrong person to slip on gravy. <laughs> And it was a bad injury. Yeah. She hurt herself really bad. Yeah, I, don't know. I think there's a lot of people would love to see attorneys slipping on gravy. <laughs> I, hate, I hate to admit Not it. Not me. But, uh, she was a nice lady, I got to yeah, say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Rob's. so they're going to say, you know, well, you know, people take the food and it's a floor. And so you got to just be careful. Was right. there a sign up? Like, you know. No careful of gravy. Yeah. Careful, you know, could be slippery. Slippery when slippery gravy. Right I mean. Well, no that's signs, the thing. No cones, nothing. Yeah. That's the common defense in these supermarkets uh, or, or places where food is served is that they, they didn't have enough time mm. to recognize that there was a danger on the floor and that you just, you know, and again, it's not automatic. They have to have some form of notice, either actual notice or uh, notice derived from the fact that they weren't inspecting or 
you know, cleaning in a very regular or timely fashion. So what was the case there, Larry? I don't remember the case. Did you, did you prevail? Yeah. Yeah. And, but it wasn't about the inspection though. It was different. It was about the floor. Oh, and the, okay. And the floor, because it was concrete and then you mix gravy or oil. Right. It's like slippery ice, you know? So it was, and, it was all, so they knew even before someone spilled something that there was good, there was a high risk of fall hazards that were just going to be there. Yeah, or they should have known that you don't have that kind of floor in an area where people are grabbing their food and they're dropping and they know they're going to drop it. I mean, you're not going to be able to monitor everybody every second when they're dropping food on the floor. Yeah. And all right. And I, you know, and and the good part about this and and the, you know, the up part of the story is that the store and I think other parts of the, you know, chain of that store, other locations, I should say actually put in a slip resistant thank you rab you want me to yeah. finish this yeah yeah, slip yeah. Re- i'll get to it but spit it out larry yeah spit it out yeah <laughs> don't spit on the floor though yeah yeah anyway uh, <laughs> so they they actually put in a slip resistant material in that near area. where the people were grabbing their food yeah now so that we seems made logical so, right yeah doesn't it and That's so logical. it wasn't that much i'm sure you know cost effective you know yeah. considering the safety value and that, you know, so we did so we did some good. We made it so that it was safer for the next person. You and that saved whole chain. Hips. You the saved whole... hips from now until forever because of there that. You go. Yeah. That's so, right. the, the, Larry, the whole chain adopted that uh, slip-resistant material for the uh, eating areas? Not exactly, but most of them did. because Most of them in, did. Yeah, other locations. Wow. Which is wow. good, right? That's incredible. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you prevail in that case, Larry? Oh, yeah. We, we, I think we took it all the way to the starting to pick a jury and then they, then they paid. They, okay. Then they caved. Mm-hmm. All right. That's you how You got to be willing, ladies and gentlemen, if you get injured in, uh, by the negligence of someone else and, and especially some of these tougher cases like trip and falls and slip and falls, you have to be willing to go all the way to trial. And Larry and I, we prep every case as if it's going to trial from day one. That's right. From day one. And and that's the only way to do it. And, you know, not every case goes to trial. Very few do. But you have to be willing to do it. You got to be ready for it and prepare for it. And it can be a lot of fun, by the way. And um, I don't know if fun is the right word, Rob. Well, I yeah, like I, if I you like. win, it's fun. Let's put it that <laughs> way. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the Brothers on Law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Hey, it's Rob from Brothers on Law. Thank you so much for calling us. Please be sure to leave your contact information clearly, and we'll get back to you very soon. And remember, let the scales of justice tip in your favor. How do people contact you if they have questions? Well, there's a couple of different ways. They can go uh, to our, they can just call us on our regular number, 818-886-6600. They can call us at our toll-free number, 800-310-7113. And what else? What else? Well, well, they can catch us on YouTube, brothersonlaw.com, or iTunes. 
nice yeah. look at our shows and hey guess what i we've had so much fun talking talking about this very interesting topic of people falling on stuff that we're pretty much out of time um yeah. any other questions from producer cam well before I think we uh, close it up to wrap up slip and fall as a person just a, a average joe schmo not an attorney i just play one on tv um that you go into a place you slip and fall and you're going to get money that's not the case no right it it's completely the opposite of that you have to fight. show that you're really hurt you have to go through probably a lot of physical therapy or doctors or all the medical well, stuff to back up your that. claim. Yeah. There's all that. But but primarily the threshold question is, can you prove that the owner or manager of the property knew or had uh, what we call constructive notice, right? Mm, they should it. have known right. that there was a hazard there. And that can vary from case to case and be a big wide uh avenue and stretch of different scenarios and um it can be very challenging but you got and you got to have a lawyer that's up for that challenge like like, like Larry Mandel. rob and larry the brothers on law right and so i think it's time to wrap it up and folks stay tuned for the next radio show which is the new custody queen the and custody queen yeah they're gonna talk about family law and all that stuff all right they're coming up right after us I was just going to thank all our listeners that yeah. are staying safe out there. And I know we're all getting tired of this coronavirus and stuff, but hang in there, everybody. And we look forward to being here next week for y'all. Uh, Saturday at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. And remember, you let the scales of justice tip in your favor. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice.